The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently that we shouldn't rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that I am a boat rocker. Good morning, America. Welcome, Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTUV, WXYZ people, and anybody else I may have missed to the Sons of Liberty radio show here on Red State Talk Radio. I'm your host, Jim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S.-occupied state of South Carolina, the editor at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, and for my Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warns you about. I hold to the book, the Bible, as the authoritative word of God. Glad that you guys have joined us here this morning on Thursday. And if you'd like to check us out online, please do so, sonsoflibertyradio.com and sonsoflibertymedia.com. In fact, if you want to watch the video portion of the radio show, you're listening by Red State Talk Radio, uh, feel free to do so. Head over to sonsoflibertymedia.com and scroll down, and we're going live right there on the right side of the page. And you can enlarge that if you want to do that. That's right. You can see the face that's made for radio right there. <laughs> you can also watch that live video feed on my Twitter account at FPPTim. We're on Periscope at Setting Brush Fires, Twitch at Setting Brush Fires. Our Facebook page is Bradley Dean SOL. Our YouTube channel is B Dean Sons of Liberty. We're in, right in the middle of a 14-day ban uh, for come, you know, bringing you the news live from Trafalgar Square two weeks in a row. And uh, so we're in the middle of a two-week ban on that, but we're broadcasting on Setting Brush Fires for the rest of this week and the start of ne- into next week. I think Wednesday the ban goes off. I checked that yesterday. So um, we're on Setting Brush Fires on YouTube right now. Before it's news.com, we're on the front page right there. And also dlive.tv at the Sons of Liberty. And then if you are branching out in social media, Spreely, Gab, MeWe, Minds, USA.life, we're over there at Sons of Liberty and Sons of Liberty Media. Uh, also, if you want to call in, the number is 215-TOP-TALK, 215-867-8255. And we'd love to hear from you if you want to comment or you got a question for our guest uh, that I'm going to bring on here shortly. Then please stick to the topic. Again, I'm not doing Chinese buffet. Today's topic is the truth about Pizzagate. Now, you probably haven't heard a lot about this in recent days. Uh, allegedly, there is a lot of stuff that, I don't know, was put out to try to put this whole idea that Pizzagate was all about just Comet Ping Pong, okay? And the whole drama that resulted from, remember the guy who came in and shooting uh, and the things that were going on there? And so uh, people claimed, oh, there was this thorough investigation. We know what that, what those investigations in D.C. result in, right? <laughs> come on, come on. Can, they, can any of them be taken serious? I'm just asking. So we have that, and it says, oh, this is put to bed. And a lot of these people, uh, like uh, some of the writers at NewsGuard, (laughs) one particular lady, Melissa, 
who says, oh, Tim Brown believes in conspiracy theories. And, of course, you know, we were referencing the fact that uh, because Seth Rich of his death, we were speculating that he was murdered, in fact, murdered. And, of course, the police are theorizing, and it's a conspiracy theory because they believe there are more than one person that was involved in the death of Seth Rich. They're theorizing that it was a result of a burglary gone bad. And so Melissa writes, oh, see, Brown has been debunked. Uh, The police say it's this, this, and this. Okay, well, if that's the case, bring me the murderers. Bring me the burglars. This is a theory that they have that they have yet to prove. And all we did was say there's some interesting things that are surrounding Seth Rich's death. And as a result of what he put out, or excuse me, let me change that, of what many believe he is, he sent to WikiLeaks. We know WikiLeaks put it out. The DNC emails with, with the Podesta emails in there. And the references to pizza and the spirit cooking lady and all this other stuff, which, by the way, it's kind of interesting. My personal site that I have, if you drop the from it, uh, you get her little hotel thing that she's got, which is really strange. Uh, anyway, with that said, there's a young man over in the United Kingdom, and uh, Kate Shimrani put us in touch together, and she was saying how she appreciated his work. He's done some extensive writing on this, some videos on this with regards to Pizzagate. And so I said, well, let's bring you, let's bring you on. Let's see what you've got uh, that you can give to the people. We'll let people make up their own minds whether or not Pizzagate is real or not real. But I can tell you this, the symbols that are there are real. The context of speaking about pizza it has been documented in court documents against people who have been found guilty of pedophilia. They, there is a college professor who got a video and I'm going to try to find that. I meant to get that this morning or last night, and I forgot to do it. So I'm going to try to find that during the interview and play you a little bit of this, show you the documentation. Pizzagate is a real thing, whether it originates here or not. I'm going to let my friend Sean Argyle, he runs a YouTube channel called Sean Speaks. I'm going to let him come on in just a second and uh, see what he has to say, what he's uncovered in the midst of all of this. And with that said, Sean, welcome to the Sons of Liberty, man. Hi, Tim. Thank you for having me on. I really appreciate it. Yep, sure, sure, sure. We're, we're happy to have you. And a part of the issue is, for, for some people, they, they know there, is, there are pedophile rings. In fact, this is one of the things when I was asked, uh, you know, because I'm very critical of Donald Trump, this is one of the things I was say, said, well, do you like anything about Donald Trump? There's some things I like about him. And one of them is, if the reports are to be believed, and I see no reason they shouldn't be, his administration has gone after pedophile rings like nobody else in uh, in recent history. Of course, before that, it wasn't so rampant. But his his administration has done that. What what led you to go into all this stuff? We've got at least four documents here. I don't know how many videos you did. Uh, what led you to get into this, and where did you begin at, and what was the conclusion that you came to? Well, I've always been interested in global corruption. So I became very interested in the concept of, you know, what really happens at the higher echelons of government? Do these people who govern our world have our best interests at heart? Or is there other agendas at play here? So that's what initially sparked my journey to, you know, uncovering these truths. So for the past 10 years, really, I've researched um, this sort of subject on the internet ranging from all types, from, from, from paedophilia, uh, that's rampant throughout society, to the banking industry. I've looked into things like the wars in the Middle East, 
you know, 9-11, really controversial subjects. And it soon, soon becomes quite apparent when you really dig into these subjects that you'll find the same, you know, the, the same outcome, that the narrative that the media gives us and the narrative that the government gives us is always a smoke screen. It's always, you know, not the truth. So I dedicate my life to finding the truth. So I've spent the last two years putting some content together, which is truthful, which is factual. You know, it can't be called fake news. Um, And it's stuff that I really want to change the world. And one of those subjects is Pizzagate, which obviously we're going to be discussing today. Okay. All right. Um, With that said, there's a lot that you have that you've put in here. Again, I've got four PDFs. Uh, that you sent, and I'm going to put those up. And guys, by the way, just let me make make clear for those who are watching, if I turn green and look like an alien or something, I don't know what's going on. Uh, I was doing an interview with Dr. Jensen that we're going to play tomorrow. You're going to get some comic relief on that because in the middle I just start glowing. Anyway, uh, so if I do that today, it's not my fault. I don't really have any control over it. It's just happening, and I don't know what's, what's going on with it. Anyway, with that said, let's get kicked off here. Okay, so you got into this. You're starting to look into government. You're a young guy. You're, what, 26 years old? 26, yeah. Okay. All right, you're a young guy. You're looking into government. I think that's a good thing. Uh, you see that there's corruption. I think that's a good thing that you see it, not that there's corruption there. And mm-hmm. you're wanting to expose that. You're wanting to expose it so that people can hold those who are their representatives, not their leaders, but their representatives. They want to hold them accountable to the law, the same law that you and I are held to. Yes. And, and unfortunately, we aren't seeing that. So what did you find out when you started down this little rabbit hole uh, called Pizzagate? Okay, so p- how Pizzagate started was John Podesta's emails were leaked, okay? Who the person who leaked those emails is still up for debate. Obviously, you've touched on Seth Rich, and that is mo- it most likely was Seth Rich, although, you know, we can't 100% confirm that. Sure. What we can confirm is that the emails 100% came from John Podesta's email address, which has been verified by WikiLeaks. So that's what we can confirm. So we know that it was from John Podesta. As to who leaked them, again, is up for debate, most likely Seth Rich, but who knows? So in his emails, he was using language out of context, language that didn't make sense. He was incorporating food words into sentences where you wouldn't use food in that context. There was a there, there was a big discrepancy between what the context of the email was and why he was using food words. So I became aware of this back in November 2016, which was just before the presidential election. Now we'll go to the emails soon and I'll we'll show the viewers what the emails were. But you know, it started off with the emails. Nobody knew just how deep this you know, this scandal was going to go until we started digging into these emails and digging into, you know, stuff we found in there. So I think a good place to start is with the emails. Let's show the viewers the emails. Let's show them exactly how they were said. And I'll explain how they were out of context. And then we can explain how Comet Pizza got into this. Okay, and then we can broaden out and we'll talk about the bigger conspiracy because it is a real conspiracy. You know, it's a secret plan or plot to harm others, specifically children, most likely, given what we're going to see today. So, you know, this is something which needs to be spoken about and people need to know. Okay, all right. That sounds good. Um, One of the things I want to do here is I'm going to bring up um, 
these emails, but I need to know specifically which document you want to look at first yeah. and where at and what page. So oh, go to open the, the part one I sent you, the, the first one. All right. <laughs> We've got that. And go to page 20. Page 20. Yeah. All right. Okay, so obviously we all know who John Podesta is. You know, whatever, I'm sure all your viewers are fully aware of John Podesta. He's the campaign manager for Hillary Clinton. So this is the guy who we're talking about in terms of the emails. So if you just scroll down to the next page for us, Tim. Okay. So Oops. just that just that one, yeah, that one, yeah. So this is how many times the food words were used in the email. So you can see pizza 141 nine, 49 times, hot dog 73, cheese 85, pasta 78, sauce 41, ice cream 84, and walnut 47. So that's how many times the words were used, okay? Now, if you go down to the next page. Okay. Yeah, the paedophile code. Now, this has been explained as being the paedophile code, okay? The code word for, you know, basically um, what the words actually break down to. So hot dog is, is equals boy. Pizza is girl, cheese is little girl, you know, pasta is little boy. The viewers can see, you know, the the words there because paedophiles communicate through foods. Now, I didn't know this at first. I didn't, I'm not a paedophile. So, you know, this is a way for them to basically talk about children and talk about their desires publicly without being caught and unless you're part of the game unless you're a paedophile you don't know what they're talking about so that is basically what these code words mean so obviously further investigation was needed to determine you know if john podesta was doing anything wrong or if it was nothing let me let me ask you something let me let me interrupt here just a second and just ask you a question for somebody who may see this right here and they go okay sean You've got this here. How did you how did you make this connection of hot dog and boy, pizza and girl? How, how did you and all these things? Where did you get that information from? That code word basically came from researchers on the internet who were basically digging into the dark web, you know, digging into pedophile forums to try and find associations with food. I don't use the dark web. I use online platforms like Reddit, like Vote. Initially, the Pizzagate investigation was on Reddit. So imagine a group of, uh, you know, thousands of people all using one platform to drop all their information in the same place. And then each person can view that information and verify it from the self. So as far as I'm aware, these code words came from somebody else, like another researcher like myself or a group of researchers. It could have been what's termed as white hats you know, good people in the government who were aware of what was going on online, who basically wanted to, you know, um, show people to look into these code words. In fact, I believe they were dropped on 4chan. So 4chan is a, an online messaging forum, and there's another one called 8chan. So I believe uh, these were actually dropped on there. As to who dropped them and as to their authenticity, you know, uh, I, I'm not 100% sure, um, but they were there. And when we look at the words and we look at you know other things that are happening online uh, in terms of paedophilia this does become very apparent so that's where the the words came from but i don't know who actually dropped them or you know what this organization was okay um we have we have somebody in chat that says the fbi has mapped those terms as well and i know they have done the symbols and i want to say i remember seeing documentation thank you for that chris in the chat uh that there was documentation 
of these terms yeah. being tied to that too and listed with pedophilia. But just in case somebody were to ask, I just wanted to, mm-hmm. to see, you know, where, where you would, where you would point them to. And I, I do believe that yeah. this is part, the FBI has put some of those things up. Didn't mean to interrupt you. Yeah. They, they definitely have put the, the symbols up, which we'll get to the symbols. The symbols are definitely there. Uh, as for the code words, I mean, I have heard the FBI has verified this, but I personally, I haven't seen documents from the FBI which say that. It doesn't mean they're not there. Um, but yeah, the, the, these were dropped on 4chan. But like I say, it, this could have been done by good people within the government who want to, you know, expose this. So, you know, Pizzagate is a puzzle. It's a giant jigsaw puzzle. It's not just one thing. And the whole story is built on circumstantial evidence. So imagine you are a detective investigating a crime. You have to gather as much evidence as you can, put the jigsaw together to gain a clearer picture of what's going on. And this is exactly what people Pizzagate is and what we're going to show the viewers in this document. Okay, great. All right, go ahead. Okay, so let's go to the first email. So go to the next page uh, down on the uh, on the document there. Okay. So you can see the link. Okay, this can be verified on the WikiLeaks website for anyone who wants to verify the authenticity of these emails. And these emails were from John Podesta's email account. Okay, so let's just read this to the viewers. I think Obama spent $65,000 of the taxpayers' money flying in pizza slash dogs from Chicago for a private party at the White House not long ago, assuming we are using the same channels, okay? Now, the problem we have with this email is, firstly, who spends $65,000 on pizza and hot dogs, presuming they are just pizza and hot dogs, who spends that kind of money on that? These are questions the viewers need to ask themselves. Next, who would fly pizza and hot dogs in from another state? Okay. If this was really about pizza and hot dogs, you would just get them from Washington. Okay. You wouldn't fly them in from another state. Again, these questions need to be thought and pondered by the viewer. Now, the White House doesn't import food because it's a security risk and all the food is prepared on site which is another problem. And the last one, why would Obama be feeding his guests pizza when the White House has got its own chefs? Okay. So they're just some points I made, which need to be asked by the, by the general public. I mean, what would your thoughts be on that email? Would you agree with what I've said there or? Yeah. I mean, I think that, I think those are legitimate questions because uh, again, nobody's got, well, let me change that. Nobody who is, you know, little peons like us, uh, is going to be spending that kind of money. But you get uh, these rich and elites, yeah, they'll take our money and spend it on all kinds of things. But I agree with you. It doesn't make any sense to come out of state. It doesn't make any sense to go to these kind of expenses. And I'm pretty sure this isn't going to be for some big celebration where you've got thousands of people there. This is for a very small number of people. So, yeah, I agree with you. The amount of money um, and all of these questions are something that, that needs to be answered. Yeah. Perfect. And this is the whole point of this research. It's just to show people the facts. I mean, people, a lot of people are just oblivious to facts now. People listen to what the news tell them and they don't really think for themselves, but people need to start thinking for themselves. People need to understand this because as we get deeper into it, you'll see how serious this is. So let's move on to another email. Um, So if you go down, Tim, to the next email, 
So this was uh, again on John Podesta's email. Again, all emails can be verified as the as the link at the top on on WikiLeaks. But it says, "Hi John, the relator found a handkerchief. I think it has a map that seems pizza related. Is it yours? They can send for it if you want. I know you're busy, so feel free not to respond if it's not yours or you don't want it anyway." It's a very strange email. You know, how is a map pizza related? Okay. It's, they're talking in coded language, people. They're talking about something else. Now, it turns out that, you know, map, okay, um, basically there is something called a handkerchief code. So black and white, as you can see it in there, means basically, um, oh, sorry, handkerchief is, is, is a code. It's called the handkerchief code. So black equals S&M and white equals virginity slash pedo. Okay, so it's likely when it says they have a map that seems pizza related. If we go back to the code word map equals semen. So what this email is implying is um, basically they found some they found a handkerchief or they found some evidence which has got semen on it, which is related to pizza, which would be code word for pedophilia. And they're basically asking John, you know, do you want us to sort this out? Uh, or, or, you know, is it yours? So they're asking him, was this you? Is this yours? So, I mean, what's your thoughts on that? Do you think that makes has anything to do with food? Well, no, of course not. And and furthermore, I'm looking at it, and uh, this also has the idea, uh, I, I guess if we're going to break everything down, the pizza is not just pedophilia, it's a little girl. And mm-hmm. then you've got white here listed as virginity. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is, the, it, it sounds to me like, if the words are to be believed, and I see no reason why they shouldn't be, mm-hmm. that what he's engaged in is he has just taken a little girl's virginity uh, and left evidence of himself on that in the form of his own semen. Yes, basically. Okay. Yeah. These, these are the facts, Tim. I mean, it's the, this is going to be shocking people. Yeah. Just to view a discretion, this is a very serious topic, and it, it gets a lot worse than what we're discussing now. We've, right. we've barely touched the surface. So, you know, viewer discretion is advised, but it's better to be hurt with the truth than comforted with a lie. So, yep. you know. Yep, I agree. Um, okay, let's go to the next email. Okay. So this was an email uh, It says, Mary and John, I think you should give notice when changing strategies, which have been long in place. I immediately realized something was different by the shape of the box. And I contemplated who would be sending me something in the square shaped box. Lo and behold, instead of pasta and wonderful sauces, it was lovely, tempting assortments of cheese. Yummy. I'm awaiting the return of my children and grandchildren from their holiday travels so we can demolish them. Thank you so much. Oops. I hope... Um... I'm sorry. I... Oh, it's all right. Don't worry. It's fine. I hope um... I'm going to the right one there. Sorry. But... It's okay. Thank you so much. I I hope we, um, thank you so much. I hope you're well and your gang are well. I miss you both. Best wishes. Merry Christmas. P.S. Do you think I'll do better playing dominoes on cheese than on pasta? So the start of the email, they could just be talking about, you know, cheeses and pasta, etc. They could just be a normal email. One thing which concerned me was this sentence where it says, you know, um, I'm awaiting the return of my children and grandchildren so we can demolish them. It's a very strange way to talk about children, in my opinion. And the last part, P.S., do you think I'll do better playing dominoes on cheese than on pasta? 
So who plays dominoes on cheese? You don't. It's not something that you would do. What the code language breaks this sentence down to is dominoes means domination, okay? And cheese means little girl um, and pasta is little boy. So what this is actually saying is, do you think it's better to dominate a little girl or a little boy? Mm. Okay, that's what it basically, you know, things, uh, you know, um, breaks down to. I mean, do you agree that's a bit strange way to talk about children? Oh, it's definitely a strange way. In fact, I'm I'm kind of amazed that he writes something of, I am awaiting the return of my children and grandchildren so that we can demolish them. I mean, is he speaking about that or is he speaking about what comes before? Because well, if they're I, doing this with other kids, I don't see why they wouldn't be doing it with their own and yeah. other things like that. You have to realize, Tim, these people in our in our government, okay, they're they all basically are part of the same club and it's a pedo club and it's a club that we're not part of. And it's a club where they have they can they use the intelligence agencies because they all work together and they're all corrupt. You know, they buy and sell children like cattle and they just see it as normal. They just they just go onto TV and they give you this speech and they dress with suits on and look dead smiley and for the people. But behind closed doors, these a lot of these people are monsters. And, uh, you know, this is why I want to expose them, you know, because it's, it's not right what's going on. And I believe in freedom of speech and people need to know the truth. So I agree. You know, I agree. Yeah. Okay, let's go on to another email. I mean, I won't, I won't read all of them because there's a lot to go through, but I'm just like sure. to give the viewers an, an idea. Let's find another one. Okay. So if you go down to page 27. Okay. And you, what we'll do is um, you can, if you want, we can show the viewers at the end where they can find this document and they can read through it all themselves if they, if they want to do that. It's yeah, I'm going to put it, up. what we do is we archive the show <clears throat> every day we archive the show. So we got a video, we got a podcast and then I'm, what I'm going to do is include the, the PDFs that you've sent so people can go through them themselves. Cause some people, mm-hmm. some people know this stuff, but because of the news cycle, everything gets out of our way. So the latest shiny thing pops up and we're talking about that and we're moved by that and nothing ever gets done. And this is something where there needs to be some justice brought, you know, mm-hmm. Donald Trump said he was going to bring some issues over corruption and that part hasn't happened, even though there have been some arrests, like I said before, with the, with the pedophile rings. So I think mm-hmm. it's good. People will be able to see this at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com this mor- or later this morning, uh, probably more towards lunchtime, because I, I have to get other things out of the way. So we'll have mm-hmm. that up for them to take a look at. Perfect. Perfect. Okay. Um, let, let, let's keep going. Okay. Um, so go to page 27, Tim. So this email says, I will be sacrificing a chicken in the backyard to Moloch. And this was between Cheryl Mills and Hillary Clinton. Okay. Now, firstly, you know, why is she talking about sacrificing anything? Okay. Now, Moloch, for the people who don't know, is the God associated with child sacrifice. Okay. And chicken could mean, excuse me, it could mean a real chicken, okay? Or chicken is actually code word for young boy. So what this email is basically implying is that they will be sacrificing a real chicken to the God associated with child sacrifice, or they're going to be sacrificing a little boy to the, to the God of child, of child sacrifice. So what do you think about that email? Well, the only question that I have is, okay, we didn't have the issue of chicken within there, but uh, so where does that come from? Because I think when you said little boy, you said pasta. So where is that coming from? 
Chicken is also another word paedophiles use basically okay. to talk about children. Ch- chicken is uh, another word, um, basically. It's not part of that paedophile code that we've used in the email, but chicken is a, is, is also a, a word for young boy, uh, which is used in paedophilia. Okay. You know, it's not a nice subject to research. I mean, sure. I actually feel quite desensitized to all this because I've researched it that in depth. When I first researched it, it made me sick. You know, it made sure. me physically sick to, to to basically research this, but um, as it will make the viewers quite disturbed as we go through, but hence that should give them more of a reason to share this document and really, you know, hold these people accountable. But chicken is also a word used uh, to, 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 for paedophiles, okay. just for anyone who didn't know. Okay. All right. Okay. Good enough. Okay. Um, right. Let's move on. So th- they're just an example of the few of the emails. Let's do one more. If you go to the next page, um, we'll do two more actually. <clears throat> now, this is quite a simple, straightforward sentence, but it's a little bit concerning. Last night was fun, still in torture chamber. Now, I don't really know how else you can take that apart from what it says, but, you know, it's implying that being in a torture chamber is fun. It's implying that if this is a real torture chamber, you know, that this is something they take part in regularly. And this is a very important email because, it, as I'll show you later, it soon becomes quite apparent that they may indeed actually be a torture chamber where they presumably actually torture children, which... I will show you as we go on. I mean, what's your take on that email, Tim? Well, Sean, one of the things that this reminds me of is some of the images that uh, Podesta's, uh, I think it was his brother, had Mm -hmm. in his house. And one of those was, uh, it looked, I think it was a pool, and they had Mm -hmm. all these places where they hung children. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know if you've seen that image. I'm sure you have. But that was going to come to that soon. (laughs) Okay. That's what this kind of reminds me of uh, is some type of. sadomasochism, if you will, uh, mm-hmm. involving what's going on. And who, again, you ask the question, who spends this kind of money on pizza? And they say, well, who hangs these kinds of pictures in their house or collects this kind of artwork too? It has to yeah. be a pretty twisted mind uh, for somebody to do that. Yes. And we'll, we're going to come on to that soon, Tim, and we'll show the viewers these photos. You know, I haven't held back, Tim. I haven't, I've went full out to expose this. That I haven't held a single thing back because there's there's no point, you know, people need to know the truth. It's as simple as that. Um, whether that, it, well, it, they can't hide from the truth, Tim. They, they need to they, they need to see this for what it is, basically. Okay. Okay, so if we go down uh, to page, let's have a look. I'm just going to, I've got the, right, go down to page 31. Again, there's more emails, but I think the viewers are getting the idea with these emails. But go to page 31, please, Tim. Okay. Okay, so we've got headcount for pizza. Remember, pizza means girl, okay? And email is color-coded in black and white. And again, black and white is the uh, handkerchief code, you know, SNM, virginity slash pedo. We have one slice, and we need to know how thinly to slice it. Now, presuming this is really about pizza, okay, you know, headcount for pizza suggests that there is more than one person who will be taking part. And, you know, so why would you be sharing one slice of pizza Mm. between a group of people? What this email is implying is that they are sharing a a girl between more than one person. Okay. It's very strange use of language. I mean, what's your thoughts on that one? Yep, I agree. Yeah. 
So, so this is this is what we're we're at here. Okay, so that's basically all the emails I want to go through. There, okay. There's more, but we'll, we'll we'll come on to that. Okay. Um, okay. Can you go to page thirty-four, please? All right. Now, this is an email which references something called spirit cooking. So, I'm t- what I'm doing is when I wrote this document. I'm taking the viewers on the same journey I did. We're just taking it step by step to show us how we got to our conclusions, basically. So this email says, I'm looking forward to the spirit cooking dinner at my place. Do you think you would be able to let me know if your brother, which is John Podesta, is is joining? Because this was an email uh, between Marina Abramovich and Tony Podesta, who is John Podesta's brother. Now, for those who don't know what spirit cooking is, and for those who don't know what who Marina Abramovich is, Marina Abramovich is a high-profile celeb, but she's not really a celebrity. She's one of those people who basically is behind the scenes, but heavily involved in Hollywood and the occult. Um, it's been alleged that she's a ninth circle satanic high priest, okay, um, which I'll get to. But th- th- if you just show the viewers this picture... This was leaked. Well, it was just released basically before the Pizzagate scandal. This is what Marina Abramovich does. She does something called spirit cooking. Now, if we're to take that literally, she is essentially summoning demons in, you know, demonic practices. She says that she's an artist, okay? But art is a very clever way to hide what you're really doing. I and agree. If, and we'll... We'll, we'll show the viewers more of her art, of what she calls art, and we'll show the viewers more about her. I mean, if you scroll down to the next image, Tim, this is something she classes as art. Now, that to me is a very symbolic and uh, demonic image, you know, a very uh, evil image, you know. In my opinion, it's very strange. I mean, what do you think? <clears throat> oh, sure it is. Uh, it, it clearly uh, puts her in the realm of... Uh, satanic worship uh the goat's head is very is very well known uh in that in those kind of sects so i i have no problem buying into that and i think a lot of the listeners and a lot of the viewers know this as well in fact those of you listening by red state talk radio this is the one where she's in the white um cover or excuse me the red cover and she's holding the the goat's head by the horns um so that's what we're showing the people a lot of people are familiar who actually took a look at any of this stuff, uh, Sean, mm-hmm. with the, the fact that the just the evil personification of the the, the image is clearly mm-hmm. there. I mean, it's it's just there. You don't have to go, you know, wild eyed or anything else to see that. That's that's clearly in the picture. Um, yeah. And the fact that here's the here's the more here's the concerning thing is not what she's just doing here in an image. The fact that she is fraternizing with people in our government. Yes. That's that's the more concerning thing. I mean, it's bad enough of what she's doing here, uh, mm-hmm. but it's even it's even more concerning that she's fraternizing with people in our government. And the funny thing to me, Sean, is is that people want to say, "Oh, you Christians, we want separation of church and state," but they're just fine with people like this coming in and having influence on uh, our representatives and the bureaucrats in government. That's more. 100%. That's much more concerning. A hundred percent, Tim. Hundred percent. I mean, how old? If you just go back to that image, how old do you think she is? If you're looking at it, if you had to have a guess, how old would you say she is? Yeah, I don't know. I, I would say she's probably in her early 40s or so. She's over 70 years old, Tim. What? Yep. And it has been it has been theorized 
that basically the reason she looks so young is, uh, well, this, is, this isn't factual. This is just a theory. But obviously, I'm not sure if the viewers have heard of adrenochrome, which is adrenaline. Yeah, we've covered a story about that. Okay, well, it's theorised that for users who take adrenochrome and take part, it would basically consume the young blood of others. It basically um, makes them appear younger, regenerates them. But she's actually 70 years old, if not more. So that's just something I wanted to point out, which um, is interesting. But yeah, let's move on. So, so, so as you said, this person is is fraternising with people in our government, people very high up in the government, which should be a concern for everyone. Um, okay, let's go to. Let me have a look. Okay, let's go to John and Tony Podesta. Go to page thirty-eight, <clears throat> please. Okay. So this is John and Tony Podesta, for the viewers who aren't aware. Obviously, these two are brothers. Uh, John Podesta's on the left, Tony Podesta's on the right. Now, there's some... I want to show you some artwork which Tony Podesta keeps in his house, okay? So if you go to page 40, please, Tim. Okay. This is an artist, and again, we're, we're going to basically... We're realising there's a massive connection between what they call art and basically occult or hidden practices. Now, this lady is called Bilijana Dobronovic, and she is a Serbian artist, and John Podesta collects her artwork and has this artwork in her house, in his house. So viewer discretion is advised, um, but please just scroll down through the following images, Tim. Okay. Yeah, this is the swimming pool thing I was talking about right here. Yes. Now, this now, now the swimming pool thing. I only be, I became aware of this after, but there is a, there is a very symbolic reference to the swimming pools. And what I have found in my research, Tim, is basically they basically torture the children in the empty swimming pools because it's easy to just wash the blood away. Yeah. So this is a symbolic image, basically showing what this person Tony Podesta is into. You know, if you're an artist and you like horses you put horses in your house or you put landscapes. Yep. If you have children tied up in very sadistic, evil ways, does this not tell you what this person is into? Well, it tells you how brazen they are as well, because uh, part of the issue is, is if they can hang this up in their house and people come, come and go in their house, you got to wonder about the people who come in their house as to what they're thinking when they come in, or are they just all approving of that? Yeah. Exactly, exactly. Uh, to be honest, Tim, no, I believe Pete, I believe Petergate coming out was an act of God because um, they worked so hard to cover this story up. All yep. of the images and everything that you're viewing now, the only reason this is available is because I worked extremely hard to archive everything. I spent years, well, I spent years archiving it. And then I also spent those years putting it all in a document. It, you know, I used to spend eight hours a day on my computer, copy, pasting, cropping, right. writing, sourcing. And I've just dropped this document back on the internet back in February. And I've had people message me saying, look, Sean, if you didn't drop this on the internet, you know, basically we wouldn't have this information. So I'm very happy that I could do God's work and expose the evil in this world because this is really serious stuff. Well, it's what it's what the Bible calls us to, Ephesians 5, we're to expose the works of darkness, um, and we're to bring justice too. And uh, mm-hmm. I was just looking up, uh, You were some people were shocked, as I was, that uh, Miss Abramovic uh, was over 70. In fact, 
next month, the end of next month, she will be 74. She will there be 74 years old. And, and yeah, I know they can do some stuff with, uh, with, with Photoshop, but come mm-hmm. on. You can even look at some of the other images that are there. And, I mean, there's, there's parts where even somebody like a Raquel Welch, and I know she's had some work and things like that. I mean, some of this is it's pretty incredible, uh, yeah. the, the youthful look that she still has. Yeah, definitely. It's just something I wanted to point out. But we'll, yeah. we'll we'll look at we'll look at the marina more as we go. As it is a long document. We, unfortunately, there's no quick way to go through it. So I'm happy just to. It's best to just do it as we're doing it. Show the views yep. as we go along. There's well, no let's point. let's let's do this. Uh, we'll continue on, and we can go over. So people who are listening by Red State Talk Radio, you guys can um, can pick up on Facebook and on YouTube or D Live or anywhere you want to pick up. Uh, mm-hmm. for the rest of the show and we'll go about 30 minutes over and then Sean if you want to come back tomorrow or another day we can we can pick up and we can do this because there is a lot of information here yeah I mean uh, time is no issue for me so let's just work as long as we okay. can and I have no issues coming back tomorrow if you have a slot and we'll just carry it on uh, as much as we need to okay yeah, sounds yes. good okay so basically Tim I just want you to just slowly scroll through some of these images just to show the viewers I mean just so they can see that sort of art. This is what Tony Podesta is has in his house. So, just just take your yeah, we've time. Got, we've got uh, several. We've got about six little girls there in the uh, in the swimming pool, and then we've got um, several little girls uh, sitting around. Um, I guess with their backs together. It's almost like a musical chairs, but they're kind of facing. I guess what would be the back of the chair, and mm-hmm. with their backs to each other. It looks like probably in a circle. Um, now, now this image, this image, Tim, these red shoes. Now, I didn't okay. know this when I did the research, but I, I found out afterwards. The red shoes is very is a very symbolic um, image, and in basically, the red shoes um, are made out of human skin. They're made out of human leather, and if you look at the Pope he, when he wears the red shoes. Um, there's something to do with the Pope wearing the red shoes. Basically, any of these people who are in this elite club, if there's also a photo of about 30, 20 to 30 people all wearing red shoes. And basically the shoes, it's not in this document, but I can provide the sources for people to check this out. Um, the, the shoes are made from human leather. So mm. I just wanted to tell okay. people. All right. So yeah, feel free just to keep browsing through these images, just show people you know, what, what there is. Um, you can scroll past that. That's just basically uh, uh, something about Tony Podesta. Okay. Um, so you can keep going through. I have the document up too, which is why I know which page to be at. So uh, okay. let's just keep going. Let me see where you're at. Yeah, so there, again, there's just a ton of these with lo- a lot of little girls here. Uh, yeah. And again, the red shoes are, are clearly visible. Now we're down here to where you've got these images. You're showing them actually in his house. Well, look at that. On his stairs in his house, he's got a photo of a a baby in a nappy with the person stood behind him in the darkness. Very symbolic. I mean, why is that in somebody's house? If I walked into somebody's house and I seen that, I would be concerned and I would probably leave. Yeah, well, I'd be concerned enough to where I'd probably say uh, we might need to call the police about this issue (laughs) because – yeah, yeah. there. If you've put, if you're putting that kind of stuff up, more than likely you're tied to something that uh, you shouldn't be. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Now, uh, if you go to the next image, now, just to give the viewers context, so J- this is from a public Instagram account called Jimmy Comet. Now, Jimmy Comet 
is the owner of Comet Ping Pong. And I'll explain how Comet Ping Pong came into this. But this was his uh, picture. And it was a photo taken of this. Uh, it's a statue, a sculpture of a victim. Uh, one of It basically mirrors Jeffrey Diamond, Jeffrey Dahmer's decapitated victims, okay? Now, this is a sculpture which is inside Tony Podesta's house. So this is what he has in his house, as well as the baby on the wall. If you scroll down to, well, yeah, scroll down to the next image, Tim. Here he is. There's Tony Podesta in his house. You know, it looks like he's gloating. He's like, you know, very happy to to have this sculpture. I mean, that's very concerning. Do you not agree? Oh, I I absolutely agree. And I think this was uh, something that even got into the mainstream media, this, uh, this sculpture that they were covering some of the stuff that was found at his house. And I think even some of the mainstream writers, some of those guys had problems with some of the things that were, that were coming out of this guy's house. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is serious stuff. I mean, yeah. uh, if, we move, if we move on uh, the next, if you can scroll quickly past the next slide, it's a picture of one of Jeffrey Dahmer's victims. Okay. Okay. So let me see what page. So if we go to page 52, which is, uh, I think it's the next one, yep. just a quote, it's better to be the guy with the fork than the guy on the table. This was, <laughs> this was from John Podesta's, uh, this was artwork which John Podesta had in his campaign office. And when he was asked, why have you got it? That was his response. And this was in his, in his office, you know, his campaign office. So this is now hinting at cannibalism, that these people are also into cannibalism. So we've hinted on paedophilia. We've we've seen the torture chamber email, which I'm going to show you there is a torture chamber, potentially. Um, and now we're looking at cannibalism. This is very evil stuff. Sure. It's very evil. Okay. Um, and by the way, no, I don't know if you're familiar with this. This was something that struck me, but uh, I believe it was about a year or so ago we did a report on the fact that out in California, they actually have a cannibal restaurant. I don't know if you've seen that. No, I haven't. But it's they've had some big-name people come through there, and I couldn't. I thought it was a hoax. I thought, and sure enough, they got a website that you can go to. I'd have to pull that up. Maybe I can pull that up and add that in for people who want to see it. They have a, they have a menu set up, and a lot of it caters to people who have some kind of wish that they want to throw sort of a post-funeral party for guests and they want them to eat them i mean it's it's pretty disgusting but and i can't even believe that it is it can be lawful but it is happening in california where there's a whole lot of unlawful things that are promoted as being lawful but that is a reality there out in california i think it's in la that where that takes place at yeah, it doesn't surprise me, Tim, uh, you know, after researching these people and what they get up to, the world that we accept as reality is a lot different than what's actually yes. going on. And Peter Gate has given us a glimpse into this dark underworld, um, which is a lot deeper, as we will soon see. Um, so if you go to page uh, 53, there's an interesting connection I want to show the viewers between John and Tony Podesta and the Madeleine McCann abduction. Now, go down to page 54. The, yeah, that one. Um, basically, they match the efforts, okay, um, for the people who allegedly, you know, kidnapped Madeline McCann. Now, this is just something which popped up during the Impetigate investigation. It's not just the pictures where they look similar. It actually gets a lot more concerning. 
Um, if you look at this person, Sir Clement Fraud, okay, he's already been uh, outed as being a paedophile. And he's actually friends with Tony and John Podesta. Now, if and he, he, has a, he has a villa in Praia de Luz in Portugal. And if you scroll down to the next page, okay, um, John, he was basically, he has a, see this image, he has a holiday villa, which is less than a, you know, a third of a mile away from, from, from Madeleine McCann's apartment. Mm. Now, which is just a fact that, you know, it doesn't mean anything, but it's just a fact that people need to be made aware of. But what's even more concerning, if you go down to the next page, um, John Podesta's emails were regular in frequency, you know, following May the 4th. But there's a five month gap that begins from the 1st of November 2006 and ends on the 4th of two seven, 4th of uh, May 2007, which is the very day after Madeleine McCann's abduction. So, you know, it's very strange that these emails were deleted because, you know, what what is he hiding? You know, was he in prior to lose uh, on, on, on that? during that time because basically his assistant who was handling the Podesta's emails at the time basically indicated that Podesta was on vacation. Now, obviously if the law enforcement actually did the job and looked into this, they may be able to find a connection with John Podesta and the Madeleine McCann disappearance. Now, obviously this is a job for law enforcement, but just something that I wanted the viewers to be made aware of. Okay. All right. Yeah, we've got those. Um, and and the, these guys, the, the sketch here looks, I mean, yeah, you could definitely pick out that these two guys, it looks like these are the guys who took her. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the strange thing, uh, Tim, it's, it, it's, it's the fact that the emails were regular in frequency. Yeah. And then basically, you know, five months before the five months before the day after she was kidnapped, they were all deleted. Andy was on vacation. So Andy's friends with Sir Clement Fraud, who has a holiday villa a third of a mile from Madeline McCann's apartment. You know, so this is very serious and it's something for the work of law enforcement. But this could be a smoking gun for the Madeline McCann abduction. But we don't know without law enforcement doing their job. What's even stranger, if you go down to the next page, <clears throat> um, the authorities in charge of the McCann case back then said that they know who did it, but they can't arrest them due to international law. Now, the only law which would stop them from arresting their perpetrators is a law called diplomatic immunity. And basically the authorities are telling, you know, the people that the people who did this are untouchable, you know, which would fit in with the pedestrians because anyone who outs them, anyone who tries to call them out or, you know, basically go against them is basically opening themselves up for, you know, character assassination or even real assassination. People have allegedly been killed over exposing Pizzagate. So um, this is just something else I wanted to show the viewers. Okay. All right. Okay, let's move on. So if you go to page 58. <clears throat> All right. Andrew Breitbart, uh, he was, Andrew Breitbart, he was an American, uh, I think he was like a, a, a publisher or something. He was a, you know, a journalist in, in America. Are you aware of Andrew yep. Breitbart? Yep. Yeah. So he actually called out Pizzagate before it happened. So in one of his emails, so he obviously had some intel. 
He said, how pro guru John Podesta isn't a household name as a world-class underage sex slave operative cover-upperer defending unspeakable dregs escapes me. Hmm. And he tweeted that back in 2011. So he knew something about the Podestas. And then if you go to the next page, you know, he posted some other tweets uh, basically about, uh, you know, uh, about John Podesta covering up underage sex slaves he also said, how long before they kill me, heart attack or a car accident or frame me for a crime. And then, you know, rest in peace, Andrew Breitbart, if you scroll down to page 61, you know, he, he called it out in uh, 2011 and he, he mysteriously died. Not only did he mysteriously die, the witness who found Andrew Breitbart, who turned yep. out to be an he was an army medic. He said that uh, basically heart attack victims don't turn blue, I think, or something to do with the, skin, the, the color his skin turned. And he died once he came forward. And then the coroner who was who was in charge of assessing Andrew Britbat's yep. body. I covered, I covered those stories back in 2012, by the way. I remember them oh. pretty well. Yeah. And again, this is just all facts I want people to know. Okay, so let's go on to Comet Pizza. So this is getting into Comet Pizza and how Comet Pizza got involved. And we'll this, we're going to show the viewers the rest of this stuff. Okay. So in this email, Comet Pizza was referenced or Comet Ping Pong. And it says that Obama had a fundraiser there. Okay, so this is an email between James Elefantes, the owner of Comet Ping Pong. And he's basically, you know, saying that Obama's hosting a fundraiser, talking there should be between 150, you know, people, you know, saying they're raising between, you know, X amount of money and basically asking if Obama would stop by. Now, at first, nobody really, you know, cared about Comet Ping Pong. As far as, you know, we were concerned, it was just a restaurant. However, it turned out that Comet Ping Pong had a public Instagram profile. And when we went onto that profile, what we found was, was shocking. So let's show the viewers. So if you go to page, um, yeah, that's the, that's the logo. The crescent moon and the stars is symbolic of Baphomet. If you look into Baphomet, he's symbolized as the crescent moon and the stars. It could be nothing, but given the fact these people communicate through symbolism, it's, 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 it's possible. Sure. But, and it's also important to point out Hillary Clinton and Obama and Tony Podesta have all had fundraisers here. These are all influential people in American politics, okay? So now, can, this is, can, so. Let me ask you something about that, um, about this Comet Pizza. Mm -hmm. One of the things that, that's kind of curious to me, I, from what I understand, they had the ping pong tables and stuff in the, in the basement. Young kids would come there and this, that, and the other. In your investigations, did it ever dawn on you to go and see how many young children um, or teens or whatever the case may be have gone missing while being at Comic Pizza. Hang on just a second. Guys, we're closing out the show. I didn't even realize the time had gotten away from us there. <laughs> Catch us on YouTube or Facebook for the rest of the show. We're going about 30 minutes more, and then we'll be back with you tomorrow in 23 hours. See ya. Hang on, Sean. We'll be right back. All right. Okay. All right. Uh, and we want to welcome back to the show, anybody who's coming from Red, Red State Talk Radio over to YouTube or Facebook or DLive or Twitter or all those places that I'm sending this out, have you did any of the, in any of your investigation, any of the stuff that you're putting together, did you ever find that there were children missing who 
had been going to Comet Pizza. Did you ever have anything like that that, that came up? No, I mean, what you have to, I don't know of any particular children like who have, because these children, uh, Tim, they're not, a lot of them, they're not, they're, they're a lot of them most likely kidnapped. And I'll show you the connection between um, Beyond Borders, which was a charity owned by Hillary Clinton in, in Haiti. And then we're going to look at the connections between missing children in the area, you know, and missing ch- and children in Haiti. We're going to look at the connection between Laura Silsby. She was caught trafficking 30 children out of Haiti, okay? And Hillary Clinton got her off the hook. And these, this, like I say, this is a jigsaw puzzle, okay? And we need to basically uh, look at all the available evidence to make our mind up when we get into James Elephantus's Instagram account you will see that he has over nine different pictures of children he doesn't have children and it appears that he is selling these children publicly okay so in terms of actual children those nine children are the only children that I can draw connection with okay with Comet Pizza and with James Elephantus and these children need their identities accounted for okay all right fair enough Okay. Um, as I say, it's built on circumstantial evidence to gain a clearer picture, but let me show you the stuff in Comet Ping Pong. So if you go to the page 64, okay, these are just some facts. I want to show the viewers. This is a picture which was tagged at Comet Ping Pong. This wasn't from the Comet Ping Pong website. Instagram. It was from somebody else who tagged it at Comet. Uh, but basically, you can see a, a, a man playing with, you know, it looks like an alien or a young child. And on the walls, it says, shut up and F-U-C-K, the F word. Um, so that's just written on the wall. Okay, so just something you wouldn't really take a child to a place that has that written on the wall. Do you know what I mean? No, I get, I get it. Yeah. Okay. Um, now, basically, there's a lot of people have reported because obviously this was a, a massive online citizen investigation. People in the area went down to Comet, you know, and then published their findings. They said that there was unsupervised children running around. There's a paedophilic symbol in the menu. You know, uh, the, it's it's every it's very there's overtly sexual content all around that that establishment, as I'm going to show you, including pizza. So let's. If you go down to page 65, this this paragraph sums up Comet quite nicely. It says, while initially not the central focus of the investigation, Comet Ping Pong is a much more overt and much more disturbing hub of coincidences. Everyone associated with the business is making semi-overt, semi-tongue-in-cheek and semi-sarcastic inferences towards sex with minors. The artists that work for and with the business generate nothing but cultish imagery of disembodiment, blood, beheading, sex and pizza. Okay, and now I'm going to show you the artwork which was inside Comet Pizza, which was taken down when this scandal broke. So let's go to the next page. I mean, how bad is that, Tim? This was on the wall inside Comet Pizza. Yeah, I mean, how do you how do you eat in an establishment or is this in the office or something or is this just on the walls where, where it's at? I'm not sure where the top picture was. The bottom picture was on the walls uh, in in the in Comet, and then the other picture, you know, is is a photo as well. I'm not sure exactly where in the building that was, but there are other photos of the bottom picture where you can wow. see that. In there. 
But it's all done by the same artist, you see. It's the same artist who's been there. There's a photo of the ping pong tables at the back. Yeah, and there's the image. There's the image. I see that. Yeah, yeah. Um, Now, if you go down, well, this photo here, actually. So on this photo, this was a poster, basically, a poster which was... Because what, what Comet Pizza do is they advertise music events, okay? And they advertise them with posters. And this was one of the posters which was advertised for the public. So you can see it in the bottom left, it says Comet Ping Pong, Friday, April the 6th, I think. And then it says all ages. Now, now look at the other image. You've got a ma- somebody on top of what looks like a child. Yep, I see people that. People st- stood around and then it looks like you know, I mean, it looks like the child is the spirit of the child or something. Is yeah. disassociated. Do, do, do you see that? I see that. That's yeah. where the, that's I was going to say is the are these other children that were marked or is that something spiritual that's taking place there? Who knows? Who knows? Uh, this is just facts people need to see. Right. OK, let, let, let's go to the next one. <clears throat> the next the next slide. Sorry. OK, so Kim Noble is an artist. OK, well. She, she's actually a victim herself, which we'll come on to. She was traumatized as a child. She, this is her art, okay? This is her art. And this is what, uh, she held an exhibition at Comet Pizza, sure. okay? So the person whose art you're going to view now, which basically shows child sex art, yep. you know, and, and really horrific stuff. Sure. This is who was holding an exhibition at Comet Pizza, So let's just, before we look at the rest of the images, let's just do a rewind. We've looked at the emails. We've looked at the strange word wording. We've looked at Marina Avramovic slightly to say why she associated with our politicians. We've looked at John Podesta's art, what he deems as art. We've looked at Tony Podesta saying he, you know, approves of cannibalism potentially. Okay. We've now looked at Comet Pizza and said, okay, who's associated with Comet Pizza? Well, John Podesta is, Marina Ivanovic is, Obama is, Hillary Clinton, okay? And then this person who depicts this sick artwork is holding exhibitions there. So all of these people are connected, Tim. Can you? Oh, they're all connected through Comet Pizza. We can draw connections. Do you see that? There's no doubt that that's what's going on, and I do see that. Uh, by the way, when you were doing the recap, I had been looking because some people couldn't believe what I was saying. And I think it, it, you were not familiar with it either. This is, this is what I was talking about. It's called the Cannibal Club, cannibalclub.org. Oh, wow. And this is, this is in L.A. And uh, you can see some of the events they have and some of the other things that's going on. In fact, it gets even worse. You mentioned the leather shoes and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. There is um, a place online that, that actually sells human leather that's the one yeah i've seen it yeah it's it's absolutely incredible because uh, you know there's there's the question uh or kim mentions in the chat she says this is how they're able to get the politicians to go along with their plans for the world no other way makes sense and some people have asked well where's the justice where's the arrest at well mm-hmm. are you gonna look and for all i say when i mentioned donald trump and the arrest of the pedophile rings you have to understand a lot of those people are people you've never heard of. Yeah. But what about the people you have heard of? The people that Sean you're you're pointing out here, the ties they have with this. What about that? Because ladies and gentlemen, again, I remind you, the current president promised you that he was going to bring Hillary Clinton to justice. 
special prosecutor, do all this stuff. He's had four years. And what he's telling you now is, if you reelect me, I'll make sure I get it done in the next term. Well, you've had almost four years now. Why didn't you get it? Oh, everybody says, oh, he's had the impeachment things and this, that, and the other. And I've pointed them to Trump golf count. <laughs> and But he can he can golf more than Obama did in eight years, but he was just too busy to get this done. Come on, people. Come on. Now, I'm not saying that Donald – I want to be clear. I'm not saying there's that I have any evidence that Donald Trump is involved in pedophilia. But he mm-hmm. has said that people like Bill and Hillary Clinton are his friends, and he doesn't mm-hmm. want to hurt them. He is he is known to have run around with uh, Ghislaine Maxwell. He is known to have befriended Jeffrey Epstein for decades. And he even came on and said, before he kicked him out of his, his resort, he said he is known to like – those the 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 younger now what why would you say that if you're not referencing really underage kids we would say minors and some of them would be you know 17 16 something like that Uh, i don't know that we had any prepubescence with epstein but maybe we did but you have all of that and it makes you wonder are they giving up a little uh some of these pedophile rings are they giving up some of those so it appears that they're really bringing some serious justice but they're leaving off the justice of some of these these criminals like what we're seeing here. And I apologize, folks, for the noise. I'm going to have to sort something out here with what's going on my computer. But it, it seems to me that that is the real question. This has been exposed for years, Sean, and yet we're, we're without any justice. And I think it, it causes the people, uh, as I was talking with Dr. Jensen last night, to lose faith in those who are given the authority to do just that, and the president under our Constitution is the one who is to, to make sure the laws are faithfully executed, Article 2, Section 3. Yeah, I agree. It's all a smokescreen, Tim. You know, everything they tell us is lies. You know, it's very rare that they ever act upon these these crimes. They, they, they basically just talk rubbish, you know. And, and they what it is is they just hope that the people forget about it. You know, the, the, the more time goes, the people forget, distract them with TV, distract them with mainstream propaganda and just and the, and the people will never do anything. That's their mindset, basically. So it's up to us to, to, to we are the change and we are the truth. You know, we are here to make a difference. And that is what we need to do. And we need to push for the truth. I agree. I agree. Okay, let's pick up uh, a little bit more because we've got about 20 minutes here and I want to cover as much as we can. And then we're going to bring you back uh, tomorrow. Okay, well, what we'll do is if you just scroll, we'll scroll through these images, Tim. Just just show people these images. This is the art which Kim Noble connect, collects. Again, people can go back and watch this video on your channel or they can download the document. So I just want to show these things, but I want to finish off with Comet Pizza. We'll, we'll get to I want to show the viewers the art, the, the stuff on the Instagram profile, and then that'll be a good place for us to, to pick up again tomorrow. And you say so the lady is, you say the lady who did this artwork, she was a victim herself. Now, was she a victim of any of this particular issue? Or was this just something separate that, than from the Comet Pizza so, stuff? I believe so, Tim. I believe so. There's a, there's, a, there's, a, there's, a, there's a picture soon that's going to come up where I'll read you the, the description. You know, we've got children tied to chains. We've got people raping a baby or a young child. You know, you've got a teddy in the corner. It's disgusting. This is most likely what she witnessed and what she went through. Okay. And then it begs the question, why is she being allowed to, you know, hold art exhibitions at Comet Pizza? Kids in cages. He, she is here. So Kim Noble, I can't really read that to be honest. Um, it's a bit small, but yeah. that explains who Kim Noble is. <laughs> she's been she's been diagnosed with multiple personality disorder, now called DID, dissociative 
identity disorder. Uh, DID can be created when children experience extreme trauma, causing their identity and the associated memories to fracture into multiple alters. It seems reasonable to speculate that Noble may have been a victim of this kind of extreme and systemic, or excuse me, systematic child abuse herself. And I, you know, I don't know how old she is, but mm-hmm. it seems Miss Abramovic is faring far better than than she is, um, yes. you know, age wise. So I, I assume that probably takes its toll on physically on her as far as her appearance as well. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And again, we have to draw these connections. Why is she being allowed? I'm not discriminating against Kim Noble. She's obviously a victim. I'm just sure. saying she is being allowed to exhibit this artwork inside Comet Pizza. So who's attending that event to view this sort of artwork? These are the questions we need to ask, you know? Well, I think this here, here's something that I'll, I'll, I'll put there. Um, I did an interview with a lady who was in pornography. Her name's Deanna Lynn. And she yeah. became a, she became a Christian. She wrote a book. Um, I forget the name. Escaping the sle- sex slave or something like that, or leaving the sex sex trade. Leaving the sex trade. And mm-hmm. we had her on, and she was explaining that you know when she got into it, uh, she was given she was shown pornography by her by her mother at like five years old. It was mm-hmm. just crazy. And she said, you know, obviously the dysfunction that that produces. And so even when she got to be 18, she's working at places like Hooters and things. Then she gets into modeling, laundry, and she thinks this is what a woman's supposed to be. And then they bring her into basically prostitute. They get her, they give her lots of alcohol, lots of drugs, and they get her to prostitute herself. And then she's looking for a way out. She doesn't want to die in a, in a hotel room or in an alley somewhere. And so she goes into pornography. And as a result of that, she said, not only did I get into it, but then I began, they were using me for it. And I, my choices were basically, they're going to kill me or I'm going to do this. And so yeah. that was that was her choices as far as she could see. And one of the things she said was, I became the person who began to recruit other girls. And yeah. so I, I've I've seen where where that's happened, where you know a lot of people are abused, and as a result of being abused, somehow they transition over into becoming the abuser themselves. And mm-hmm. um, you know, I, it's one thing to to have some compassion on those people when they're being abused. It's another thing. Once they trans, you know, make that transition over to doing it themselves, that makes it a little more difficult, but that seems to be what has happened with this lady here. Most likely Tim, I think you've hit the nail on the head there, to be honest, uh, you've, you've summed it up quite perfectly. That's most likely the case, you know, she, she she's basically uh, been through this herself and it's likely she could be, you know, now uh, involved with this sort of activity. We can't say for sure, but we, we can speculate on that. Right, right. Okay, all right. Let's cruise through a couple more of these things because I yeah. stopped here with the with this this last image of this so, man with this uh, what appears to be a, a very small child. Yeah. What what I want you to do, Tim, just for the purpose, I want you to jump forward to page ninety one. <clears throat> okay. Please. Yep. And I want to finish off, and I want to show people what was actually on the Comet Peter Instagram account. So okay. the media has told the world, you know. It's just a pizza shop. It's a friendly pizzeria. You know, they've told you that there's no evidence to suggest that Comet Ping Pong is portraying pizza and children in sexual ways, and it's a safe place to take your child, okay? If that's the case, mainstream media, why were the following images archived from the Comet Pizza website? And I'd like you just to scroll through and show people these images. 
So you can clearly see this. And is I apologize, of- people, but this is this is what we're dealing with. This is what's on here. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. It, and the question has to be asked, why is this on here? And yes. people can tell you what they want to, but these are issues that are here. Boy, I, yeah. and I apologize, people. I mean, but there's nothing we can do. No, exactly. This is here. This is the truth. Um, if, if people want to try to cover this up. And what's amazing to me, Sean, is these. this is on Instagram, right? Yeah. And we're told, we're told that, um, you know, you can't have, uh, you know, pornography and stuff like that on Instagram, on Facebook, on Twitter, but you can you can let this stuff kind of kind of go. I mean, what's his name? Jack Dorsey at Twitter lets a lot of this kind of pedophilia stuff go on on Twitter like nobody's business. Yeah, it's disgusting. I mean, that picture there is it's a child in a bed with a pizza face. I mean, can it get any more obvious of what pizza means? You yeah, know? I agree. Uh, you know, we have, we have a child here. This was this was tagged at Comet Ping Pong uh, with a child with pizza over his face. Again, we don't know who that child is or who those people are. You know, what the public need to realise, Tim, is this. I have enough evidence as an investigative journalist, okay, to get a real investigation opened by law enforcement. Now, I'm just someone who's been able to put all this information together to, I've to, to, to give to the law enforcement and say, look, go do your job. Now, thousands of people know about this, okay, but not enough. So now we need to educate people on the true facts and we need to make sure that this is looked into properly. The, the reason they've worked so hard to cover this up, Tim, is because Pizzagate is the Achilles heel of the global elite, okay? Pizzagate initially started off with this one, as we've showed the viewers, it started off with the emails, it started off with the, 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 the comet ping pong. But if this thread is pulled, if this thread is pulled enough, right, it will bring down the entire system because it, it it's connected with people all over the world. As we do the show tomorrow, I'll try and get onto the fact that a hacker hacked into the pizza website at Comet Ping Pong and he found a hidden network which was built on a blockchain. Think of it like a dark web secure network where there was nine servers connected all around the world. One of them was Comet Ping Pong, Washington, D.C. One of them was London. One of them was Berlin. Okay, so it's not too much of a stretch of imagination to assume that just like we have elite people in the American government and associated with Comet Ping Pong, who's to say we don't have elite politicians in London and elite politicians in Berlin? Oh, you do? Well, exactly, who are all doing this same thing. So if Petergate comes out properly, it will bring the whole pedophile satanic network down. And that is that is the goal. Well, and that and here's the thing, Sean, that is if those who are charged with the authority to bring justice actually bring justice. If all they're going to do is talk, it's not doing anybody. It's definitely not doing any of these kids any good. It's not doing no. any of the victims who are now adults, if some of them survive, any good. It's not doing you any good. It's not doing me any good. It's not doing our children any good. Um, no. And I apologize, Kim, that you can't eat your breakfast. That, that I see this stuff, too, and it does. It turns my stomach. Um, yeah. But this is the reality of what we're dealing with. And what? let's put it this way. This is the reality of what we're tolerating. Yes. We are tolerating this. There is not a hue and cry in the streets to bring 
John and Tony Podesta to justice. There is not a rallying cry in the streets day in and day out to bring Hillary Clinton and tell Donald Trump, you promised us justice. Mm -hmm. And as as, uh, Bradley says often in the afternoon show, justice is what guards our liberty. If we don't bring justice, you can't expect to keep your liberty because you let people like what we've shown here, lawless people, be in charge. And if you got lawless people in charge, what do you got? You got tyranny. You don't have you don't have liberty. You've got tyranny that's being imposed. So, you know, Sean, you've done a lot of work here. Boy, we haven't even scratched the surface on this first document. Uh, there's I mean, five- I tell you what we'll what, what, what we'll do. I will I will quickly if we go to page sure. and we can go over this again tomorrow. Like we can, we, I'm jumping forward a bit, but I just okay. want to show people some more stuff because I know obviously we're short for time. Let me just find the page. All right. Um, Okay, if you jump forward to page 176. Okay. So this is Jimmy Comet. This is James Elefantis. He's the owner of Comet Ping Pong, okay? And he had an Instagram account. And basically, um, Pan is the pagan god associated with pedophilia and rape. And in this comment, somebody's put, Pan makes me think of Jimmy Comet, as if to say, Pan makes me think of James Elephantis. So the demonic pagan god of pedophilia and rape um, reminds this person of James Elephantis. So what does that tell you about the owner? Again, we'll go into this more in depth. But what I want you to do, Tim, if you go to... Okay, just jump straight to page 182. And I think we'll finish with these images to show the viewers. Okay, apologies to the viewers. These are the raw images which were found on James Alephantis's Instagram profile. Okay. Okay. Let me let me ask something before we scroll through. <laughs> am I, am I going to get something that I need to uh, find a way to censor out or move move a little quicker, and people can check it out for themselves when we put the PDF up? No, there, there's nothing. Um, there's no no. You you find okay. there's nothing like that. Um, I just want to show people this evidence. Okay, who are these children? You know, who are these children? Pizza and babies. You know, we don't know who these children are, Tim. This is the alarming thing. We don't know who they are. Hmm. Um, so, if, you know, as you go through, the caption says, I couldn't care less about my beauty. I just want my pizza. He's either paused the TV and put that, uploaded that, or he's put that comment in himself. You know, um, this one, it's only a doll, but it says... Wow. Jer- German baby, $1,200. Is that not alarming? Is he selling a German baby for $1,200? Is it just a joke? Is it a hoax? Well, if we didn't have all the other evidence that I've showed you, we couldn't draw these conclusions. However, you know, we're getting into some really deep and dark stuff now, but this is the reality of Petergate. Well, what's what's interesting to me is what does any, uh, well, some of the things I got, the little girl with the with the pizza and all, I get that. What does this have to do with a pizza place right here? Well, there you go. What does it have to do with that at all? Uh, okay, now we've got uh, a little kid with a bunch of uh, different, looks like different kinds of currencies. Yeah, yeah. Now, it's interesting, that baby uh, who he calls Karis James. Karis James is an anagram for jams, rices, and ass, okay? It's just a fact. It's just an anagram. And I've, I've pointed out some other facts to do with anagrams because they communicate through symbolism. But also, Karis is a Caribbean, Carib- Caribbean island, Little St. James, Epstein's island, Karis yes. James. So there's a link between the oh, name wow. of the... 
Yeah, Caris James, Caribbean Island, Little St. James. So there's now a connect. Uh, uh, well, there's a connection potentially with Epstein's Island and the name of this child, Caris James. Could not be anything, but that's been pointed out to be noted. Okay. All right. So, yeah, I mean, just have a look, quick look through. Back when I caught that baby, you know, that's what the comment says. Is it just a joke? Is it real? Whose baby is that? James Elefantes doesn't have children, you know, so who are these children, you know? Um, there's a lot of information there, Tim. It took me years to put this content together. I mean, the first PDF you're looking at now, I think it's about 500 pages long, um, and I've got four of them. <laughs> so... Obviously, I think we've done a great job of covering the start of Pizzagate. Those beads, they are, that's chicken, see the comment, hashtag chicken lover. Uh-huh. Those beads mean that that man is in, a, is in a sexual relationship with that child. It means that the person is bonded with that child. Uh-huh. That is what that represents symbolically. Uh-huh. Yeah. So this is what's really going on and this is what needs to be exposed. Okay. All right. Well, Sean, uh, I appreciate your time today. And boy, the work that you've done is pretty incredible. I mean, we aren't even halfway through the first PDF here. You've got four, you've got uh, four in total. We're going to put those up. We'll have them in the archive today. We'll put them in the archive tomorrow in the show, Lord willing, uh, when you come back on. And um, tell people where they can go and they can find out more about you and the work that you do that you put out on YouTube. Yeah, I mean, I, I, can you pull YouTube up or? Uh, yeah, I can get it. I, in fact, I have it here, um, ready to, or I had it ready to go. Yeah. It's uh, it's see. Sean Speaks on YouTube. Yes. So S E A N Speaks. Okay. I also have Instagram where I'm posting speeches because I'm actually speaking around the country. So my Instagram is Sean Speaks S E A N Speaks seventy seven. If anybody wants to follow me on there, this is my YouTube channel. So all of my research is on here. You know, I've dug into Pizzagate extensively. I've dug into 5G, the dangers of 5G. They see 5G as the future, the cashless society, the smart cities, the smart grid. You know, 5G, the 5G network is the new world order, or at least it's the physical manifestation of it. Total control of the people, which I go into full detail. I've got videos on there of me speaking in London in Trafalgar Square. I document I document the revolution as I call it. I document the streets, what's going on. I have um picked I have I have all sorts of images on there, videos of 9-11. If you see there where it says bomb, that's actually a picture of a bomb which failed to detonate, found in the rubble of ground zero, which hmm. I actually have. Okay. So I have ex- I spent two years putting this research together, Tim to basically, you know, shine my light on the world and wake people up. So that that's what I've been working on for two years. And this is actually the first interview that I've ever done uh, on the internet properly. So thank you very much for, you know, providing me with this opportunity to bring awareness to these things. And, you know, I'll be happy to to come back and, uh, and talk about Petergate, you know, more and anything else you want to discuss. Yeah, I mean, I, I think you're a great guest. Uh, first time, you did really well. You did better than I did. I've got all kinds of noises going on here and everything else. So we appreciate you coming on and exposing this. And guys, again, I'm sorry that it nauseates you. It nauseates me. But this, I, to me, this is where we have to go. We have to expose the darkness. That's the first thing. And then we have to deal with it. We got we to shine the light on it. And then we've got to bring justice against those who are acting lawlessly. And in this case, look, in every case, it's always going after the children. 
It doesn't matter if it's the sodomite agenda. It doesn't matter if it's um, uh, world religions who are who are going after your your children. It doesn't matter if it's the Pizzagate stuff. It doesn't matter what it is. It's eventually going after your children. We even talk, Sean, on Wednesdays. We deal a, with an issue of dealing with education. That is focused on getting children, and it is focused on separating them from their parents. This is what communists do in other lands. They get the they turn the children against the parents, and mm-hmm. uh, this is why we are calling back for what God says. He um, he he wants the father's hearts turned to the children, the children's hearts turned to the father, and uh, for mom and dad to be the ones, uh, the parents that God has called them to be, to love their children, to care for them, to protect them, and to teach them. And uh, we're the ones who are, who are responsible in doing that. Thank you, Sean, for your time today. And uh, we'll get up tomorrow to uh, uh, you know bring you on again tomorrow. So, folks, we'll put in another maybe hour and a half, if that's good, Sean. We'll do that. And, same, same time tomorrow, Tim. Yep, same time. And uh, I'll shoot you over another thing in the morning so we can make connections. So, guys, you guys have a great day. And, uh, again, the archive will be up. You'll be able to go through some of this stuff, so there'll be some homework for you guys who want to look at more. That'll be up here and a little bit a, later on. Yeah, Just a quick one as well, sure. Tim. If, any, if anybody wants to download all of my work, not just on Peter Gay, I've got stuff on 5G, 9-11, et cetera. I also know how to cure cancer for free, which is about natural healing. We can talk about that another time if you want. It's something I was researching. Go into the description of my videos on my YouTube channel, and all of my documents are available to download. So anybody who wants to download all of them, Sean Speaks, YouTube, into the description, download them all. But thank you for having me on, Tim. It's been a pleasure. Yep, sure. It's been a pleasure having you. And uh, we'll talk with you tomorrow. And we'll probably get you on to talk about some of these other things as well, Sean. Um, in the future, but let's go ahead and we'll cover some more of this, maybe rapid fire. We'll at least get this one out. The information will be out so people can follow up with the things that we haven't covered because you've got a ton of information that you've uh, cataloged in your PDFs there. Again, that will be on sonsoflibertymedia.com later this morning. Guys, have a great day, and in 22 and a half hours, we'll see you then.